Welcome to the Ashley and Jessicast. I started this podcast because of my love for Jessica and Ashley Simpson, but due to the support of my amazing listeners, I have been able to expand to other topics as well to feed my pop culture obsession and yours. Join me as we time travel through some of the most interesting figures in music, movies, TV, and beyond. I'm your host, Leah Russo. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ashley and Jessicast. I'm your host, Leah, and today we have a very special Holly Jolly magical rocking around the Christmas tree Christmas special with an incredibly special guest. I've already had one of my best friends, Gina, on this podcast when we did our Scream episodes and now I have my other best friend. Today I am welcoming, gosh, how do I describe her? Fabulous podcast host, content creator, recruiter, world traveler, and all around magical person. Everybody, please welcome Jess. Hello. Thank you for having me, Leah. I'm so excited. This is going to be magical. I'm so excited too because we just watched Falling for Christmas. Oh boy. (laughs) A new classic amongst classics. We've waited so long for this. Yes, we love Lindsay. (laughs) This is the return of Lindsay Lohan after so many years of not doing movies. And I think you're a really interesting guest to have on because you're really different from a lot of the guests that I have on. I usually have people that have been like obsessed with pop culture since birth. And that's really not you. But Mm -hmm. one thing that we have always had in common is our obsession with the parent trap. That is true. Yeah. I like pop culture when it's – I like niche pop culture. Mm -hmm. I'm a very big Disney fan since birth. So anything that relates to Disney especially, especially like the actors and actresses who are in films from like their childhood that grow up, like I will always follow their journeys or just anyone who relates to me. But Lindsay specifically was in The Parent Trap 1998 and that (laughs) movie – changed my life it was my it is still like always fluctuating between like one of my top top favorite movies of all time so I just love her would you say that is your favorite movie it depends on the day but yes other contender would be Mamma Mia 2 and what about the Lizzie McGuire movie it's in the top five okay absolutely yeah because you've always even when you I feel like you're more into pop culture now like you're more into learning about it now but even before that, you always were super into the Lizzie McGuire movie, too. Like, that was <laughs> a cornerstone. Absolutely. Yeah, no, like, to give you, like, a idea of my taste, it would be Parent Trap 1998, Lizzie McGuire movie, Mamma Mia 2, Princess Diaries is also up there, and I am blanking on number five, but my favorite Christmas movie is also Elf, and that's like, kind of circulates in my top five, too, so... Like, anything like that. I love that kind of, like, I don't know, that storytelling, like, the magical aspects of these movies. Mm -hmm. And this movie, Falling for Christmas, definitely had that. Ah, it's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) It really was adorable. So we thought we would just, this is going to be a very light, fun 
happy episode where we're going to talk about some of our favorite things around this time of year and our favorite pop culture related to Christmas. And then, of course, we're going to get into the movie Falling for Christmas. And we'll talk about it a little. And then we'll get into spoilers. But I mean, this isn't the sixth sense. Like, it's not like you're going to be shocked if you <laughs> hear something, like, you know, um, newsflash, they get together at the end. I know that was sorry to spoil it but um (laughs) you might be able to tell from the title of the movie I don't know (laughs) yes so let's talk a little bit about what you do so first of all let everybody know where they can find you on social media yes my social media is kind of spread across a few platforms but I'm most active on Instagram which is jessicafay508 and then my I have a travel blog which is theroaddresstraveled.com. That's traveled with one L. And I also have my own podcast called Rediscover that I co-host with my friend Kristen. Um, That's about living authentically and rediscovering everything that makes you you. And yeah, I think a lot of my content really relates to traveling because I live a digital nomad lifestyle. I'm currently on hiatus from that um, through the holidays, which is why I'm with Leah right now. Yay. But uh, yeah, if you want to travel around the world with me, just follow along on Instagram and just see where the adventure takes us because it's a mystery to us all. And it's so amazing like to see you in all the different countries. Every It's about every month that you move, right? Yeah, we stay in Airbnbs monthly. So my boyfriend and I will book an Airbnb for a month. We will kind of settle in, get to know the place. We kind of, you know, live normal lifestyle, like, you know, remote work, grocery shop, clean, like all those normal things. But then we incorporate instead of doing, you know, whatever we would do at home, we just incorporate in our free time going to travel to places like the Coliseum, Mm -hmm. you know, on a random Saturday. So Right. And I think that a lot of people, because I tell everybody about you because I think it's so cool and I'm very proud. Thank you. And a lot of people are like, is she rich or whatever? And I think people don't understand that it's not a vacation. Right. Exactly. Like, we treat it like life. I actually think I spend more money when I'm in the States than when I'm abroad, which is really wild. But, like, you just are cutting so many costs from home. Like, we don't – I don't have my own car right now. I don't have an apartment lease or anything. I don't have kids or a house. Like, my lifestyle is really catered to this. So, like – what funds I would be using to go to all those big things here. Like, they're just going to traveling, which tends to, like, I don't know, it's really fun. So it's definitely worth, it's worth, like, investing myself into that at this point Mm -hmm. in my life, so. And all of your pictures look like a catalog. Thank you. Like, you don't (laughs) – no, really. It's like every time I scroll through Instagram and one of your pictures pops up, it's just so – like picturesque and happy. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. There's really something special to me about capturing the moments like around the world. And I think I just kind of want to be everyone's eyes to the world to kind of help you inspire and visualize being there yourself. So if that really resonates with you, like maybe you can take the jump to go to that place someday too. Like I love to be that gateway insight for people. And I think that's the most special thing when people are like, I went here because you went here. And I'm like, that is really freaking cool. Yeah. So. And then you also have a talent for writing. So do you want to tell everybody how we met? Yeah. So, (laughs) oh my gosh, Leah and I met due to our love of not only writing, but Disney. We were both on this message board back in like 2000, 
11 called Disboards, where we wrote trip reports about our trips to Walt Disney World. And I was going, I remember literally the day I found Leah's trip report because I was just starting college. I was a freshman and I was really having a rough time adjusting. So my comfort was Disney and I was on Disboards and I was like, I need to find a new trip report to read. Like I just need something to like bring me some joy. And I found Leah's and I just thought she was so like funny and so extra in the way that she loved (laughs) Disney the way that I did. And I was like, oh my God, this girl just like gets it. And I was like, we need to be friends. I don't understand why or how. Like, I just started reading her trip report, but I'm like, I just want to hang out with her. I like, I want to go to Disney with her. I feel like we'd have so much fun. And oh, the fun we had. the fun we had. So now it's been like, how many years has it been? It's been at least 11, 12 years since Mm -hmm. then. I literally was in Epcot and noticed that she was in Epcot too. And I was like, we need to meet up. Do you want to hang out? Like, do you want to go see Illuminations together, the fireworks show? And Thank God you said yes, because I know meeting up with an internet stranger is probably like, you know. It was not what I did. (laughs) No, it was not what I did. Especially, we were both with our moms too. And I think the the older generation is like really not the type to meet up with people from online. So I told my mom, you know, if we don't like them or if they're weird, we'll just like make up an excuse or something and say we have to go. And instead, we closed the park. We were the last people yeah, in, in we Epcot. Just, we got along so well and it's been really amazing. So when I worked at Walt Disney World during like college and a little bit after, Leah would come down all the time and I don't know, our friendship has just been always based on like having tons of fun and just being ourselves and living life to the fullest. Like I just I feel like every conversation we have nowadays is like how you really need to be true to you and just like enjoy the time that we have on this earth. So mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Yeah. That's a really fulfilling friendship to have. So it is. Yeah. Yes. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been talking a lot today about serendipitous things. My favorite topic in the world. And just magic in everyday life. So you Honestly, not that you couldn't do it by yourself, but you have a really good partner in this whole world traveling thing. So do you want to just tell people, any any lonely people out there, if you're single, if you're thinking you're never going to meet someone, just listen to this story of, of Jess and her boyfriend. Okay, go. I want to keep this really like succinct, but <laughs> yes, if you're like, if you are like, there is no hope for me, like I am never going to find somebody who just like fits me, I beg you to just like hang on a bit because it will happen for you. Like straight up. I used to just be like, if I ever find someone, it's going to be a miracle. No. So I'm with my boyfriend, Steven. He and I both used to work at Walt Disney World for years. And I worked at Disneyland for a college program. He also worked at Disneyland for a college program at different times. Like we always just had like parallel lives, but we just never met. And it's bizarre because we were there almost the exact same years. And like when I would leave an area he would start working in an area. You know what I mean? Did Wasn't he cleaning the bathroom in the castle when you worked in the castle? I literally had just left the castle. <laughs> I left the month that he started. Like, that's what I mean. It was, like, so close. And he worked in food and beverage in Liberty Square, and I worked at Haunted Mansion in Liberty Square at different times. And it's – but it's, like, anyway. It's eerie so, that you were, like, right next to each other, but you didn't meet. I know. It's just – it's so funny. And – So basically what happened was in 2019, I was, so I got severe toxic mold poisoning and I was very, very sick 
But I, you know, was on Instagram as I have been since the app launched, basically. (laughs) And I noticed that this guy followed me and I was like, okay, this is so interesting. Actually, this is, hold on, this is months before I was even sick. So I noticed that he followed me. I noticed that he lived in China and he loved Disney. He was an English teacher out there. Um, And it seemed like he had worked at the parks in the past. I'm like, that's so interesting. Like, how do I not know him? So basically, we connected over Instagram, and he DM'd me because I was at Mama Mia one night, and he was like, oh my god, I'm jealous. Like, that was our, his first DM to me, was about Mama Mia, so now it's our favorite movie. But um, <laughs> he, yeah, and I was just like, oh my god, like, so interesting. And we would just start talking about little things we had in common, and we had so many synchronicities. Like, actually, one of the funniest conversations we had is I, he was like, what's your favorite Christmas movie? And I was like, <laughs> I think I said Charlie Brown Christmas. And he had, like, had his typed out and, like, screenshotted it to me. And he was like, oh, my God, that's so weird. Like, we had the same Christmas movie <laughs> that we said is our favorite. So that was cool. But, yeah, anyways, I was really, really sick at that time. So that whole summer, like, he and I just talked over Instagram and got really, like, I don't know we really got to know each other it was like we were virtual dating because I was I could not walk like I was so sick and he was in China so it kind of worked out that he wasn't here for a few months but um I recovered that summer and like you know we were talking facetiming texting daily and we're like okay this is something like there's something going on here and he was coming to visit his mom in New York City at Christmas time and invited me to come meet him so um I thankfully got myself okay enough to like go travel and went to New York City and we met and had the most like romantic little Christmas. It wasn't even a first date. It was like a first trip, <laughs> like mm-hmm. just to kind of Which test is so out. appropriate for you guys. I know. So this is not succinct at all. I really apologize. Um, but basically we met up in New York City <laughs> and we had a magical time and we were like, you know what? Like, I don't know how this is going to work. We live on two sides of the world, but like, let's just give this a go. Like, let's just try. Like, we obviously really like each other. So a month later, I went out to go visit him in China and we were, you know, going to go to all these places. And that's when COVID hit in China before it even hit the States. So we had to flee the country and Mm -hmm. come back here. (laughs) And all of us were like, oh, it's just in China. It's not going to affect us over here. Like, (laughs) yeah. And we're like, yeah, yeah. Um, That was really weird. So I'm glad we're home safe and whatever. And literally two months later, it hit here. And when you say you had to flee, like, people need to understand you were literally, like, fighting to get flights and, Yeah, like, things got really weird because it was Chinese New Year number one, so everyone was had travel plans anyway, but then it started just, like, the news just kept getting very much more serious, like, as the hours passed by. It was the most surreal and strange thing I've ever experienced, but we were, um... Sitting at a train station, because we were literally supposed to go to Shanghai Disney the next day, and they closed it. And I was so bummed, because I'm, like, on the other side of the world, so close to a Disney park, and just couldn't go. But, um, yeah, we had to, like, we, thank God, found a flight. We came back to the States, and we just kind of were trying to figure it out. Like, he was really set on going back to China, actually, because he had gotten a promotion to be a leader, and... I was like, you know what, now that I'm, like, trying to heal up, like, maybe I'll go out and 
teach as well because like I wanted to travel the world so bad because I had been sick for so long like my whole thing while I was laying on the couch I was like I'm never like not taking advantage of an amazing opportunity again like I need to go see the world like that is my driving force in life and his English center closed down we stayed in Buffalo New York for a year which is where my family lives and we came up with the idea to go start nomading around the world once we both got remote jobs and that's how we started living this digital nomad lifestyle that we live now and it's just been the most wild ride like we went to 11 countries in 11 months and just got to see like a huge portion of Europe and we got to go to like dream countries like Italy and Greece and we saw Mamma Mia 2 filming locations in Croatia and we went to like every pub you could imagine in Ireland and England and like it was just really cool. So yeah, so it's amazing. Like I still look at him all the time and I'm like, I cannot believe, well, I can believe because we are all powerful creators in this world. Mm -hmm. But like I look at him and I'm like, I'm just so grateful to have somebody who's like, like my partner in this life. Like he's not only like my travel partner, but like everything else too. Like we just get to have fun together. Like we just have the most fun and I think that's really important you know we can do anything that's like as casual as like checking out a new grocery store or like having like a romantic boat river cruise on the Seine for our anniversary or just like walking around a new park or something like I don't know it's just really fun he's the best I just love him I just figured that anybody tuning into a podcast about a movie called Falling for Christmas would be interested in hearing a fun romantic story. You know what? We did kind of like have a Christmas beginning. Not even kind of. We did have a Christmas beginning. Mm -hmm. Our first date was literally to go see the lights on Saks Fifth Avenue. And how appropriate for you because Jess has always been like a Christmas fiend. Mm -hmm. Like I've always loved Christmas, but I feel like Jess is like me on acid. Yeah. Like (laughs) it's true. I used to put on like, you know, when you like make dances for your family. I am I this (laughs) is so side note, but it's important for this Christmas topic. My so I enlisted my best friend from like first grade, and there were four kids in her family, and then me and my brother so like i would enlist our two families to do a whole christmas concert every year for i think it was like three or four years in a row and like i would start planning this thing in like august september october like (laughs) i was crazy and i would listen to it and that was before i even worked at disney and knew that they did like holidays starting two months beforehand you know Mm -hmm. so christmas is serious you have to plan ahead and what do you think it is like why do you love christmas so much It's the feeling I think that I get from it. Like there's something about it that just makes me feel like aligned. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like everything is really – it just makes me feel peaceful and it makes me feel at home and comfortable and creative and I I love the whole ambiance of it, the whole theme of it. Mm -hmm. I think it's really rooted in love and like compassion for others. I love that it unifies people. And it's just like they're, all the good things in this world are like funneled into Christmas. And I think it's really special to have like a grounding moment at the end of every year where you're with 
your loved ones and hopefully like I know not everybody's family situation is so smooth but hopefully you can be with somebody on the holidays or or a large group of people or even if it's just one person or a friend or something like you can be around somebody that helps you be yourself and feel grounded and reflect on everything that's gone on all year and just do all of the comfort things like have some time off of work and eat really good food and my favorite thing I think to do like one of my favorite things that I look forward to every year is falling asleep on my couch in front of my Christmas tree after watching a Christmas movie and eating Christmas Eve dinner and like exchanging gifts yeah oh my gosh that's just the best feeling oh it really is oh my gosh I didn't even know that about you that you did Christmas concerts that's iconic i thought i would just tell you on the podcast because like <laughs> why not surprise you with another random story about my life? i love it it reminds me of love actually that christmas concert at the end i'm telling you i really should like write a christmas movie Please. about my life like i could probably just take all the christmas moments and create some sort of story <laughs> do you remember when we were at the plaza and i said i was going to write um a screenplay called a rainy day with jessica Fay? Oh, I love that. Because Priscilla's dad gave us those umbrellas. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I kind of love that because I love – okay, why has rainy – why have rainy days been making me more, like, energized than sunny days lately? I don't know what it I is. I love it. Yeah, there's something about the energy. Maybe it's because I'm supposed to be leaning into rest, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm – I feel like it just – it makes me actually do that. Mm-hmm. And even if I'm working on something, I feel like I'm working at a different pace and at a different energy. So, I don't know. There's just something about it. And maybe that's why I like Christmas too. Like, I love cozy. Anything that is cozy where you get to really, like, slow down and focus. And what you were saying too about how it's that grounding moment at the end of the year. Like, if we did not have Christmas and the holidays, I just don't know if we would ever stop. I know. You know? Yeah. And I feel like it's Christmas is about so many things. Like there's the religious aspect of it as well, which some people connect with and some people don't, which is fine. But I feel like no matter who you are or what you believe or where you're from, there's some type of gathering and holiday in December that is similar. So it's kind of cool. Like I love Christmas Day because like everything is closed and it just feels like the world pauses for a minute and – you're very rarely like doing the same thing as everybody at the same time. That was what was so surreal about lockdown, (laughs) you know, (laughs) because everyone has their own thing going on all the time. But I feel like Christmas is a time where everyone is kind of in the same space. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the one thing, no matter what your background is when it comes to Christmas, is there's always some sort of representation of love within the season, which I think is Mm -hmm. like the most universal human feeling and language and just experience that we all crave the most Mm -hmm. you know and I think that it's just the whole holiday season is such an overabundance of love like whether it's about reuniting with other people or sending like a gift or just a handwritten card to somebody or just doing some sort of like being part of like some sort of goodwill for others or being kind to yourself like I just feel like Christmas is just rooted in the most pure things in this world. And that's – I just love it. It just Mm -hmm. feels so joyful. Yes, I agree. It just makes – like, I'm literally, like, holding my heart space, like, thinking (laughs) about it. Because it just – it comes from that exact space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think some people can – 
get really cynical around Christmas because some people get crazy with like materialistic stuff and people are paranoid like I gotta get the right gift and I have to oh you know oh no I didn't get something for this person and oh you know I have to go to this person's house and their aunt is so annoying and oh I have to like do this and do that and it can get really stressful and I totally understand people that are like oh like it's the holidays again like I, I get that side of it but if you can find something that like you can do just for you and like feel that Christmas spirit and vibe with yourself. I find it so grounding. Like my tradition is every Christmas Eve I watch The Santa Claus and it's my favorite Christmas movie. I don't watch it with anybody. Like if anyone wanted to watch it with me, that would be fine. But like it's a tradition for me. It's something I do every Christmas Eve and it doesn't have anything to do with rushing anywhere or dealing with like holiday traffic or crazy people or relatives you don't even, you only see that one time, you know? It doesn't have anything to do with that. It's just something that I feel like it's not Christmas unless I do it. Do you have anything like that? Yeah, I think mine would be... I don't exactly have a specific time that I always do it, but I do make it a point to watch Elf every year and that is my grounding Christmas moment because I usually watch it with my whole family. Like my dad, yeah, my dad and my mom, like we always watch it. But my dad specifically, I think I remember the first time he ever watched it with me and he just didn't realize how funny it was. <laughs> and to this day, every time we watch it, like I just hear that like big belly laugh from him. Like he just thinks <laughs> it's so funny and that – I think it's so funny too and I think that just makes me it makes me so happy like to hear this the instrumental music at the beginning and it feels like coming home every year and I really look forward to immersing myself in that world Mm -hmm. with it and yeah I think there's really something to be said about how movies can do that for us because And I've talked about this a lot on this podcast with a bunch of different people. And I feel like a lot of people kind of dismiss pop culture and they'll be like, why are you so obsessed with that? Or like, how many times have you seen that movie? Or like, what? People think of it as kind of lowbrow. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not like studying a science textbook every day of my life, but like (laughs) pop culture. (laughs) Yeah. Pop culture becomes a part of our hearts in a way that other things can't really reach us. Like, I don't know any of the people that were involved with making the Santa Claus, but those people came together and because of that, every year I feel this, like, very warm, magical feeling and it's become so ingrained in my Christmas celebration and I feel like a lot of people can dismiss stuff like that but to me I have that feeling about so many different types of music and movies and tv and individuals like obviously this is called the Ashley and Jessica cast I just think it's like a really magical way to connect with who you are and with other people like pop culture can connect us in so many different ways that we never would connect otherwise you know I completely agree with that Yeah, I think there's just something to be said. Like, there's all these, like, you know, serious and honorable topics of, like, different lines of, I don't want to say lines of business, but, like, different lines of, I don't know, life. There's -hmm. different categories of life, but I think that pop culture and entertainment isn't just another line of business. It's, like, the business of the heart and the business of the emotion and, like, it's a space Mm -hmm. for people, like, for expression and art, you know, and... I know that art always has like there's so many opinions surrounding it and I just think that it needs to be just as valued as any other 
area of life or any other thing that people do because it's so valuable like if you didn't have those christmas traditions every year like it would it just would there would be a little bit dimmer of a feel to your life Mm -hmm. you know exactly i find it so like if if you couldn't listen to christmas music or watch a christmas movie like how much would that christmas suck and like i look (laughs) forward to it every year it literally makes me so happy and if we didn't have things like that to make us so happy they're just i don't know i really think i really fully believe to my core like life is supposed to be fun regardless of all of the like really difficult stuff that we go through like there there has to be so many like there are so many things that are so fun Mm -hmm. and like christmas is one of them you just get to dive in and just like love it Mm -hmm. yeah you gotta embrace it just embrace the cheesiness i just it makes me feel so good and if nothing else everything just looks so pretty (laughs) i know like you cannot argue with me and say that twinkle lights aren't the most beautiful thing you've ever seen oh my god instant mood booster like i have to i mean i I, we're sitting in Jess's room right now, and she has twinkle lights up, not because it's Christmas, just because she always has because them. why take them down? Yeah. And <laughs> I always have some, like, I change out the colors and stuff around different times of year, but I always have twinkle lights in my apartment as well because I like joy, so. They're the best. They are, like, an ambiance staple, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think. So is Elf your all-time favorite Christmas movie? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so... Talk about why it's your all-time favorite. What is so special about it? Deep breath. (laughs) I need to think about this. You know, I think a lot of it is what I shared about, you know, having that tradition with my family Mm -hmm. and really seeing them love it. But there, I think that it is the most brilliant Christmas movie in the sense of they took so many different aspects of, like, what Christmas movies are and they just put it into a more, like, modern setting of like that time you know and it just it's like rudolph meets real world almost because they have that like claymation aspect of it at the north pole Mm -hmm. but then i don't know buddy's just so pure and it's like just seeing him try to like cultivate a family with like his dad and his new family and they just love him and I don't know. I just think it's such a fun storyline. Like, maybe it's the storyline. Maybe it's the costumes. Maybe it's the little, like, romantic date with Zoe Deschanel, like, (laughs) in, like, the ice skating rink. Like, I don't know. It just has all the best aspects of Christmas within this movie. I love the passion that Will Ferrell brings to that role. He really does. (laughs) I watched the, um, I forget what it was called, but they did a little documentary on it on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And I loved seeing, like, John Favreau, like, be behind the scenes and, like, how they brought him onto the team. And he was, like, they were trying to find the producer for the film. And he straight up was, like, we are going to make this a Christmas classic. And people were, like, that's a bold claim. And I just felt like his intention was there and they freaking did it. Manifesting. He really did. And I don't know, like... It's like they really just took, like, they've got everything in there. They've got the decorations. They've got the sweets. They've got the, like, Santa. They've got the North Pole. They've got the mall. Like, they've got all the different qualities of all the aspects of Christmas, but then they, like, puzzle piece it into a storyline. And it's freaking, like, it is so funny and quotable, too. It is. I think I love that Mm -hmm. about it. Like, you can recognize a quote from that movie any time of the day. Yep, definitely. What are your top three besides Elf? Do you have like two others that are your all-time faves? Oh my gosh, I want to have a really good answer to this because it's so important. <laughs> I know 
I know that Charlie Brown Christmas is another favorite because, again, the music. I think the music really speaks to me in these films. Like, that's what really hooks me in. Um, I love their little dance party. They are so <laughs> cute. There's just something about a Peanuts holiday special that really, like, hits me in the heart. And, again, that's a family connection, too. Like, we used to – I feel like Elf is really my dad and then Peanuts Christmas is my mom. Aww. You know? So we always try to make sure we watch that and like the little tree and like when it falls over with the ornament. It's just so sweet. I just love that like the message of the compassion of like, oh, it might not be the best tree, but like I love it anyway. Yeah. And it's perfect. I think that's really like because I feel like as humans, like we all have a little like something and it's like you just want someone to give you a little extra love. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Have you seen that they sell Charlie Brown Christmas trees? Yes, I love that. <laughs> I think that's adorable. Do you remember the Friends episode where Phoebe buys all the trees because she doesn't want anything yes. to go in the wood chipper? Oh my god. Honestly, <laughs> that's Jess. I would do that. I really relate. I have to say it's like some Christmas specials too. It would be like number three. I think number three for me is tied with like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and then Frosty Returns. Not the original, Frosty Returns. Okay, Frosty one is trash. And (laughs) Frosty Returns is lit. Like, I don't know what it is. I Is that the one with the wife? No, it's the animated one where Frosty comes to this town and there's this guy trying to melt all the snow. And the two kids are like, we need snow like and everyone's chanting like no more snow no more snow and the kids are like no like we need to have snow it's christmas <laughs> and frosty tries to help them like get everyone in the spirit to like get rid of this bad guy he's like basically trying to run for like i don't know if it's like city council or something oh and he's, okay like, he has like summer breeze and they spray <gasps> the snow and it melts away oh my god i remember that now that was like traumatizing i don't know why i love that so much i think it's because we used to watch like rudolph and frosty and frosty returns like on tv like on the channel every year mm-hmm. see and those remind me of my nana because like you know they're all related to a family member i yeah. think and like childhood but yeah that i just i don't know i love that one now I remember that. But I why don't you like the you like the first Frosty or it's just I like it but it's just like plain to it's me. basic. But I like Frosty Returns like so much. I it really has to be nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I love it. Talk about why you hate National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> wow because i think that's so funny because everyone loves it and you're like queen of christmas and yet you hate it i literally hate this movie because (laughs) number one the dad is just horrific i just really think he's sexist number one and i think he's just i i'm sorry if people turn off the episode after i say this um i just i think he's really rude and out of touch and like the characters are just chaotic and i think everybody was like this movie's so funny you're gonna love it it's hilarious and i watched and i was like this is really like unbearable to me (laughs) so i apologize to anyone who's a fan i honestly never hate on like anything i'm really like little miss optimism but i think i kind of like have fun just like not liking this movie because i'm like finally i just don't like something I feel like you don't like that, like, uncomfortable humor, right? I don't. I don't. (laughs) I really kind of, like, I notice I really have a problem, too, with, like, I don't know. There's something about, I'm, like, super hyper aware of, like, gender roles now in movies, too. So, like, I don't know. I just find the dad to be really, like, 
sexist. I don't know. Well, everyone hates the actor now, so I don't think you'll have too many haters on that one. Yeah, I don't know. I saw it, I think I watched it last year and the year before, and I just, like, I cannot get on board. You gave it another try. Yeah, and I mean, I might do it again, but, like, I really don't want to. But honestly, I do find it funny when, um... Is there something? Doesn't the cat blow up or something? That's really horrible. <laughs> well, um, I think my favorite joke <laughs> in that movie is I love the old people. Like, I think the two older couples are really funny. And I love the the one grandma that, like, can't see. And then once they finally get the house lit, like, she can't really see it. So she goes, is the house on fire, oh Clark? My <laughs> Yeah, I do like the Christmas. Like, actually, you know what makes me uncomfortable? It's the brother. Isn't he, like, peeing in the street or something? Yes. That's Cousin Eddie. See, the shitter was full. That makes me not that makes me uncomfortable that's like gross out humor i don't like gross out humor yeah i I can't well he's like his thing in all of those movies is like you know like the main couple is supposed to be like more of the normal couple that's trying to do like the american dream household vacation thing which is cringe and then (laughs) and then the brother and his wife come in and they're like a mess and they're super country and like no matter what clark does like the brother's always there to foil it and like be just so disgusting and like weird which is also cringe yeah and then i do think it's like too intense at the end when he like kidnap they like kidnap the boss and like they make him (laughs) like (laughs) it's a lot i mean at least he got his raise i don't know i just like i also hate I just, I'm really gonna bash this movie. I hate when he's, like, staring out the back and is, like, fantasizing about that girl at the pool and stuff. Like, that makes me really frustrated and, like, Well, the reason they did that is because in the first, the first original vacation, she's, like, driving near them on the road and he keeps seeing her and so they had to make her appear in like all the movies oh see like i've never seen the others but i never will so thank you for telling me (laughs) i think it's like more of an 80s 90s thing and you know there's enough christmas movies to watch that if you don't love one of them you can just yeah skip it yeah so i hope you all still respect me (laughs) after that and maybe not but you know i love you anyway so we're jumping around a little, but I want to get back to – I want to uh, talk more about your traveling because what, what was it? <laughs> so we just, We're, like, cracking normal, up. These are our normal conversations. <laughs> we just have so much to talk about. Yeah, let's talk about travel. Let's talk about traveling. So um, where were you for last year's Christmas and what oh did you do? Oh, my gosh. This is such a good question. So last year, we spent the Christmas season split in between – Two places. I have to mention both because, like, to me, Christmas is the whole, like, month leading up to it. So we started in Paris and then we were in Prague in Czech Republic for actual Christmas. So in Paris, it was really, really, really fun because we got to go to Christmas markets. Like, European Christmas markets are my favorite thing in the entire world. I mean, we have, like, Christmas markets here in the States, but they're just so elevated out there, and you'll go, and there's, you know, there's different little gift shops, and there's... It looks like a fairy tale from your pictures. It's like a fairy tale. Some are like a fair. Like, it's, like, in between the two of those things. They always have delicious, like, Christmas market food. Mulled wine is like the number one drink. It is so good. They have like bratwurst, cheesy potatoes, like all those really comforting foods. Um, So we would just love to go get 
all of those, but specifically like mulled wine and just walk around and look at the different shops and they have all these lights and decorations and it's a blast. And Paris had wonderful ones. Um, and then as well, you had the coolest Airbnb in Paris too. Like, yeah, it was so cool. We like one night I was, Leah asked me like what my favorite niche memory was from like each country, which was meaning, such a great question. Meaning not we went to the Eiffel Tower or we saw the Coliseum, like what, you know, little thing was special. Yeah. So like what I said to that question was one night we were just hanging out at the apartment, making dinner, working, whatever. And we heard like rustling outside our window and we lived on the second floor and we were like, what the heck is out there? And we opened our window and there was a guy in like a forklift hanging up Christmas lights across like our little like side street. So there was like a, um, like an archway of Christmas lights, you know, by the morning. But we saw him and the lights were lit up and he was putting them up and it was nighttime and it was just like, oh my God, this is Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, it's happening right now. So Aww. that was so cool. And another thing we got to do in... Paris was go to Disneyland Paris and I think that was the first time I've ever been to a Disney park during like the Christmas season where it was actually cold like I was bundled up in jackets and sweaters and boots and stuff and I was like this feels like Christmas to me right now that is cozy so if you ever like want the real Christmas feel Disneyland Paris for Christmas is the Disney park to go to it's so weird and beautiful seeing the castle covered in snow I know it's so cool it's awesome but yeah, and then um, yeah, to touch on the other one too, like we were in Prague for actual Christmas and it didn't snow the entire time we were in Europe at all, except for Christmas morning. And I'm not making this up. Like there is, like I'm not lying. It We woke up on Christmas morning and there was flurries of snow and we went outside and we went to like the old town Prague area and the snow just kept getting thicker and thicker to where you could like see the flakes and they were coming down and there were horses and ca- horse and carriages and people outside and little like stands up all over the place. And we were just wandering around and we're like, this is not real right now. Like it was so magical because Prague already looks like a fairy tale as just a city. But at Christmas, I feel like it is just elevated you know Mm -hmm. so yeah that was like it was just amazing and they just had really sweet things there and you know it was still kind of covid at the time so they didn't even have their christmas markets open which is literally why we chose Prague in the first place but we still were able to find so many fun things like we went to a performance of the nutcracker and we went out for like a cute dinner and there were decorations everywhere and there were like christmas trees in the streets and orchestras playing christmas music and it was just like it was enchanting that's the perfect word i think yeah enchanting yeah Yeah. so (sighs) travels in christmas are like the best combination that oh that's just so magical that actually sounds kind of like the movie like just the just all those elements coming together to create something that actually doesn't even feel real yeah it can happen people yeah, believe. Believe. <laughs> so quickly, we're going to get more into Christmas stuff, but do, can you just give a rundown of like all the countries that you went to sure. so that people can go to your Instagram and check it out? And she has all these different tips and stuff, you guys. So it's not just for fun. Her blog is serious. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> if you need any advice or tips or anything, it's all on there to check out. Yeah, and I'm planning to write out itineraries to list on my website for like, you know – 
just like little downloadable PDFs. So that should be coming within the next like couple months. So stay mm-hmm. tuned for that. But yeah, I'll just list them out. We started in Italy. Should I say yeah? Mamma mia. Yeah. I'll just say country. Should I do an accent for each one or is that torture <laughs> for everybody? I won't. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Love it. So we started in Rome, Italy. We did side trips to Florence and Venice. We did Paris next, Paris, France. We went to Prague next, and we did a side trip to Budapest in Hungary. Then we went to Dublin, Ireland, Belfast, Northern Ireland, Edinburgh, Scotland, London, England, split Croatia, side trip to Dubrovnik, Croatia, Greece. We did Athens as our home base, and then we went to four different islands, Paros, Naxos, Santorini, and Mykonos, and then... We went to Palermo in Sicily in Italy. Then we went back up to Florence. And then my family came for a trip. And while they were here, we did Rome and uh, Stresa, Italy. And then we went up to Switzerland and we did Zermatt and Lake Lucerne and came back down and did, oh wait, and then we did Zurich. And then we came back down to Italy and we finished off again in Florence so that was a lot but that's like all the cities and side trips and everything included (sighs) I'm so bored so (laughs) this is a very general question but I think to some people this sounds like crazy not in a bad way but just that they could never do it or you know they it just sounds like a lot so what would you say is a general like maybe one or two that can apply to a lot of different places like general travel tips like something you've learned over the past year general travel tips I think not my number one tip would be to anytime you hear of a recommendation put it in a google maps folder because you will talk to local people or you will talk to friends or see something on instagram and you just like don't want to forget about those things so just keep them in a google maps folder and like then you kind of have activities planned for when you get there I think that's like one of the best tips we ever had and like live by is Google Maps is our best friend um and then the other thing too is like a huge thing that people just don't realize is when you're in Europe travel in between places is so much cheaper like you can get flights that are so like affordable to get to like from country to country like these amazing countries and it'll be 50 bucks 70 bucks Or you can take a train too, which is oftentimes even more affordable than that. Like, of course, there are flights and train tickets that are expensive. But if you're willing to just be flexible with your dates and your times, you can really get affordable tickets. And I think that's really important to know. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of hacks too, like the credit cards. Yeah, like Chase Sapphire card or Delta, um, the Delta American Express card. Like we got our flights to Rome for free from America so yeah I've only had Jess recommended that card to me and this is not sponsored by the way like I'm just literally so like in love with this card because I I've only had it since June and I got two free round trip flights one from New York City to California and the other one from New York City to Florida actually they cost $11 each so it was $22 total for me to fly back and forth to California and Florida so that's pretty like that's amazing so if you I think sometimes people because I you guys know that I travel a lot I'm always especially my Patreon subscribers I always do like audio trip reports and stuff so people know all about it 
Yeah, and a lot of people ask, like, me questions about it, and sometimes people are, like, passive-aggressive and stuff, and, you know, they'll be like, well, you know, I have a job, and I'm like, okay, I work seven days a week, <laughs> so I don't know what you're thinking, but, like, I, you know what I mean? And there's so many, like, sometimes I think people think that, like, I have some advantage that they don't have or something, and I'm like, girl, you can get this card, too, and get these for free, or you can yeah. do the, like, the Marriott thing that, you know, like, I do the Marriott points, and all that kind of stuff, and... There's just ways to make it happen. I think that, like, maybe somebody coming to your Instagram for the first time would see it and be, like, really overwhelmed and think, like, I could never do this. But yeah, you can. Yeah. Like, I don't want to – like, I know I just listed off, like, it seems like so many places and I am aware that it definitely was. But, like, you have to remember, like, our whole life focus was on traveling and our whole, like, all of our energy, all of our money, all of our, like – everything was funneling into that for the whole year and like I don't have one single regret it was the best year of my entire life and Aww. like I'm never going to regret not doing that like I'm never going to be like ah oh, too bad I didn't settle down one year sooner you know what I mean like <laughs> oh I wish I didn't travel so much and I think I just like I think one of my biggest like tips as far as um like mindset goes around travel is like catch yourself where you're having limiting beliefs because literally anything is possible so don't like discount the fact that like you don't think you can do something because if you really really want to it may not happen instantly but it can happen if you really set the intention mm -hmm. like you can make these things happen it yeah. is doable and it might not you're not you know if like money is the issue for example like you may not be going to like a five-star luxury resort because like Trust me, we weren't. Like, we lived in a Airbnb with mold for a month. Like, I'm never going to do that again. But, like, I'm just saying, like, you may have to, like, cut some corners in certain places and stuff. But it's, like, what's the priority? Is the priority really, like, enjoying the experience? Maybe that's what really matters, mm -hmm. you know? Also, don't put your health at risk. We definitely should have moved out of that Airbnb. <laughs> if that was the worst thing that happened the whole time, though, that's not, you yeah. know, that's not too bad. You guys, I think you guys knew what you were doing and you were yeah. safe and yeah yeah exactly. I just find that so inspiring and you guys know I'm always talking about this type of stuff because we always talk about Jessica Simpson's journey and like how magical that was and she believes in all of this stuff like she believes in like manifesting and signs and like believing in yourself and spiritual stuff and like she for instance she um you should really read her book by the way because I think you yeah. would love it she um she got offered to record deals one was columbia and i can't remember what the other one was but she she's like very heavy heavily you know um religious and big believer in god and so she was driving and she said to god like please tell me what record label i should go with i don't know which one i should go with and she looked up and there was a hospital and it said columbia wow holy cow that's amazing <laughs> yeah and so that kind of stuff i feel like i've always talked about this kind of stuff on this podcast but i just feel like it's so appropriate because i feel like this type of movie is like a fantasy and i feel like you're living a lot of people's fantasy like you really are Thank you. it's my fantasy too like i really got into you know just like I got into manifesting a lot since about 2017 because I think I just I felt like kind of empty and I yeah. was like what am I missing like I feel like I'm just kind of like living my life but I'm not living my life like what do I really want to be doing like what would be really fun for me and I started 
you know, trying to take away the, um, like the barriers I was putting on myself in my mind for a while. And I was like, you know, if I could do anything, no limits, no worries about like logistics or anything, like what would I want to do? And I always was like, I just want to travel the world with like, like my love. And I freaking do that now. And I, I have journal entries from like 2018 where I would just like write that. I was like, thank you universe for letting me travel the world with the love of my life. Yeah. Over and over. And here you are. And here I am. So. And I think. It's really cool. (laughs) If you, and you know what? I was telling somebody once about your whole thing. This is like a couple months ago. And they said something really dismissive. It was like, oh, I'll never have the money or time. (laughs) <laughs> and just like basically like shut up leah and i was like oh okay well and then, you know what it's not for everybody but this person like wanted to you know but they were just like oh i'll never be able to do it and i'm like okay i i feel like if you look at the thing in your life that you're saying i could never do that that will tell you a lot about yourself because unless it's something literally impossible and I mean impossible. I mean like, you know. Like uh, nobody has done it. But even if nobody's done it before, it's still possible, you know. As long as it's not sprouting wings and flying, just believe it. Because you can, you know what I mean? You can. And one of the sayings that I love, I feel like I've said this before on this podcast. It's very cheesy, but I really believe in it is um, shoot for the moon. If you miss, you'll still land among the stars. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if you have a dream that's just like astronomical and you – think that you can't achieve it maybe you're right but you also could be wrong so think about that like if you if how are you so convinced that you're right that you can't do it like have you ever been wrong before I've been wrong plenty of times and I love when I'm wrong about something like that because it just benefits me and it's like you could be wrong and even if you are right what kind of space does going after that dream put you in for me I feel like my the analogy that I love is like okay you might not be in the VIP room but you'll still be at the party Mm -hmm. so isn't that better than not being there at all I just feel that it's really important and hopefully anyone listening maybe you've been brought to this podcast for a reason and you can go for what you want to do because it is possible I always heard this thing like don't tell yourself that you can't do something Like, don't make yourself wrong before you've, like, given it a good, honest shot. Like, why would you just say, like, no, that's not for me. Like, but did you, like, did you try it first? Or, Mm -hmm. like, I don't, I forget what the actual quote is. But I just always resonated with that so much because I'm like, yeah, why would I take away the opportunity for myself before I even, like, tried to get the opportunity in the first place? Yeah. You guys know because I've talked about it, Matthew Perry's new book where he details his addiction and all his struggles that are so intense. And if you guys haven't already read it, because I did a whole, like, (laughs) 20-minute thing. I really need to listen to (laughs) Where I went on and on about it. Please give it a listen. But um, he said that Martin Sheen, who's – he's, like, a super famous actor, was talking to Matthew at an event – and he told him, I think it's from the Bible, I'm not sure, but he said it's like a it's like a story about somebody getting to heaven and St. Peter is like standing there about to let him in and he said, don't you have any scars? And the person like very proudly is like, nope, I have no scars. Like I've gotten through life unscathed. And then St. Peter says, well, didn't you find that there was something to fight for? Like why don't you have any scars? And I feel like that's so – poignant because to me like I would rather like be on my deathbed and be like I 
kicked ass. I I I rode it out exactly. <laughs> like I I rode that wave until the end. And like, there's also this quote from Grey's Anatomy. Did you ever watch Grey's Anatomy? No, I don't do medical. Stuff. Oh yeah, that would be <laughs> just I'm sensitive. Just, just not like blood. Um, but I'm so proud you watched The Shining. I did. That was awesome. Jess does not do horror movies, so that was, like, a big step. Yeah, I mean, I think the real thing was when we were in Belfast, I watched Game of Thrones because it was winter and freezing, Ooh. and we were in the filming location, so, like, now I am a little bit more able to watch some things, so The Shining was, like, you know, mm-hmm. a little bloody, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, side note. <laughs> There's this um, relationship in the show, and... Grey's Anatomy, this is. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy, yeah. This relationship ends, and... One of the main characters, Callie, she's like super upset about it. And she has this friend, Mark, who's another doctor. And they used to hook up, but they're really just like platonic best friends. And she's like all sad about the breakup. And he's like, what are you worrying about? He's like, you fought, you loved, you lost. Be proud of that. Walk tall. Like just because you lost, you did the damn thing. Like I don't like to leave any cards on the table. And I just feel like – fighting and then losing is so much better than never even trying and I just apply that to so many different aspects of my life I'm inspired thank you yeah that's really good (laughs) you heard it here on the Ashley and Jessica so okay let's get into this movie so I feel like also and you guys know because of my Lindsay series I just find Lindsay's journey so inspirational because she got to the top of her field and then she really lost it all because of her addiction and childhood trauma and all of her issues. And I really think this was the perfect movie for her to come back with because it's so light and fluffy. You're not going to have anybody that's really critiquing her acting. Like, it's just not about that. I feel like it's almost like when they, you'll you'll get this, Jess, when they soft open an attraction yeah. at Disney. <laughs> Which means if anyone isn't a Disney person out there, it means that they it's not open fully to the public. They open it first for like some cast members and then they'll open it for like Disney Vacation Club people. Annual pass holders. Annual pass holders. And then, and then maybe they will have it open to the general public, but only for like an hour. And then it, you have to get lucky and stuff like that. This is not a movie that's going to like win Oscars. Yeah. Although they should totally have like a Hallmark Lifetime Netflix Christmas movie Oscars. They should. That That'd be, be everything. So fun. <laughs> you should start that. They have the porn awards. I mean... Yeah, where the heck is the Christmas award? I'm I I like this idea. So first we're gonna give a little just like general review of what we thought of the movie and then we'll give a spoiler warning just in case, you know, you don't want any of the uh fine artistic details uh yeah. that are revealed toward the end. You could just like pause this podcast and go watch it right now and then come back. It's not that long, honestly. It's so fun. <laughs> it is so fun. It's such bright colors. The Christmas decorations are perfect. I mean, it's like if you were inside a snow globe at the North Pole, that's what it feels like and looks like. Like, the outfits are awesome. Lindsay's outfits are glam. Her hair. What did you say about her hair? I I think I said, like, her hair is so comforting or something. Like, her hair feels like coming home. Because, like... There is no other actress that has Lindsay Lohan's like really long red hair. And when you haven't seen that on screen for 10 years, it's like, 
oh my god we're back it's so lush and i get that she probably had like you know she had a hair team for this or whatever but like her natural color oh it's beautiful it's heaven on earth like it's literally the best thing i've ever seen i don't know she's just like one of the most beautiful people in the world i think you know how she's cycled through so many different hair colors yeah i feel like when she has red hair it's the best situation and when she's cycling through like different shades of blonde and black it's like this isn't good. Yeah. It's almost like a beacon. It's like, okay, when Lindsay help. goes platinum yeah. blonde, we're not dealing with something nice. We, we need, she needs help. I mean, color has energy though. And like, I feel like her red hair is like her homeostasis, you know? And mm-hmm. like everything else is like wa- a little wonky feeling. Mm-hmm. So what are your overall spoiler-free thoughts on the movie? My spoiler-free thoughts are, I think it's just a really fun movie to watch for the atmosphere, especially. Like, I love the movie, like, overall. I think the atmosphere is phenomenal. Like, the Holiday Lodge and, like, the hotels and the ski slopes, like, they're all just beautiful. I think the characters are so freaking sweet, which I want to get into more details about. Like The grandma. The grandma. The daughter. So cute. Oh, God. Painfully the, sweet. The man's adorable. Hot. Amazing. Like, mountain man. Wood. Like, he was like a combination of, um, who did I say he was like yesterday? Eric. He's like Colleen Ballinger's husband, Eric, and, like, (laughs) Luke Danes combined. That's a man right there. Yeah, he's a man. And, oh, my gosh, it was just pure, and it was wholehearted, and, like, it was a good transformation story, too, Mm -hmm. like, of her character and her perception on life. I think what you're saying about the atmosphere is key. Yeah. I, a lot of the time, when I'm working, I'll put on a movie that I've already seen or something, or a movie that I'm not that interested in, just so I can, like, catch a few things here and there while I work. But sometimes if I'm really busy, what I'll do is I'll put a movie on that I really like the visuals of, and I'll just put it on mute, so that every once in a while, like, when I look up, I'm inspired, or I see something beautiful or something aesthetic that I really like, and I... 100% can guarantee during the Christmas season having this on on the background just to like see the beauty of it I love the lighting of this movie the lighting is so bright and happy it just I feel like it's like an instant serotonin boost it it seriously is like I can't stop thinking about how Mm -hmm. happy it made me feel and I think it was the um because there's like a fancy hotel and there's a more like hometown lodge and I really think the hometown lodge aesthetic was like it hit me to the core yes the whoever the decorating team was on this film needs like major props because no pun intended (laughs) but like it was so tastefully done I just think the color schemes were beautiful the lighting was beautiful like you said like all of the Christmas decoration choices and like the Christmas market too even it was just so good yeah And I don't know, I mean, I'm guessing it was a set, but if that's a real lodge anywhere, they have to, like, put that on Airbnb or what, like, they have to, like, get that, they have to have the Lindsay Lohan room available because... I want to go there. There was even a Christmas tree in her individual room. I know. This place was amazing. Yeah. What did you think of, like, the zaniness of it? Like, all the pratfalls and, like, all the silly, like, the squirrel and the, (laughs) you know? Oh, my God. (laughs) Like... Are we getting into spoilers now or no? Okay, let's get into spoilers because just go watch the damn movie. I mean, it's very it's very simple. Let's let's really get into it now. So, spoiler okay. alert. Okay, go. Here they go. So, the zaniness of it. So, first of all, the most zany thing about this is that she's dating an influencer at the beginning. <laughs> the <laughs> most annoying one. He's really annoying. And, like, I think it's funny because it's actually very 
accurate. I'm not going to talk about how I have personal experience seeing that in real life, but like... (gasps) Oh my gosh, wait. Yeah. Are you not able to give celebrity tea? I cannot. Okay. So never mind. But Jess used to work with celebrities, so we'll just leave it at that. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah. I think – and I had my first experience with a TikTok-type group a while ago. You know their names. Trust me. It was really interesting because this guy in the movie was portrayed very accurately. Like, it was his world and everybody else was living in it kind Mm -hmm. of thing. The zaniness really came from the fact that he proposed to Lindsay – who was an heiress of this very, very rich man who owned the hotels, the Biltmores, right? Wasn't Interesting that- how she played a hotel heiress like somebody else we maybe know and I- that Lindsay knows. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he proposes to her and she falls down the mountain. Like, it's chaotic. It's a chaotic fall. But I was I was just so confused, like, how she didn't have more injuries. <laughs> and that's me being too realistic for this no, movie. <laughs> that's great. That's what's so great about these movies is that, like, in a serious movie, like, in an Oscar movie, she would be, like, deformed for life or something. Like, she was physically fine, fine after, <laughs> like, she was like, ow, my head. And then all of a sudden she was healed. So, which yeah. was honestly comforting because I was stressed out about Lindsay having a ski accident because listen everyone celebrities and ski accidents are just like a terrifying conundrum that happens over time i have to tell the story about one of the funniest things you've ever said okay thank you so one time jess was visiting we were in manhattan we were eating at a mexican restaurant it was me you and your mom well we went to the show like yeah we ended up going to the share show which we love share i love share oh my god amazing and see i feel like you're not a a crazed pop culture person but where it counts you get it listen that's why i say i'm a niche pop culture fan because i've got my people yeah you really do yeah Um, I only have so much mental capacity. I think Leah's brain for pop culture is just, like, expansive and mine's, like, more focus groups. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) But my favorite thing is when you went to see Cher and then your whole Instagram post was puns involving her lyrics. Like, Was it really? That's amazing. You were like, after seeing Cher turn back time tonight, (laughs) I believe – in the power of love like it was just so funny <laughs> and so cheesy in the best way i love that i'm, I'm a star <laughs> jess's instagram is like a whole evening like Come get on some, over everyone get Please. make some tea get a snack and like just go through her instagram because she's had a journey i like i said i've been on that app since it started so we've got like thousands you of really had you had it before me yeah yeah so <laughs> we had just been talking about natasha richardson Lindsay Lohan's mom. Lindsay Lohan. In parent trap. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's movie mom who, you know, I talked about this on the first episode. How phenomenal was she in that movie? Perfect. Oh my God. I love her. She's an angel. So we were talking about how she died in a ski accident and how sad that was. And so Jess, not knowing a lot about pop culture, when we went to see the Cher show, like she saw in the show, they show that Sonny died, but they don't say what he died of. So we're... <laughs> It's not funny. R.I.P. Jess is dying right now. It's just so funny because I just didn't know. The timing was so like perfect because we had, like I said, we just were talking about this other celebrity ski accident. So we're like walking out of the theater and Jess was like, that was so sad though when Sonny died. What happened to him? And I was like, actually, he died in a ski accident. And you were like, oh my God, these celebrities have got to stop skiing. <laughs> it's so 
true. Like, you would think Lindsay would have learned from her TV mother to not ski. Come on. I just don't understand. No, I'm not a skier. We, we had a long conversation about this on the way home in the car today. We were like, why do people ski in... <laughs> so dangerous I, you can find me at the lodge with a hot chocolate like i can't and props to you if you can ski because like it looks like it could be really liberating but i just like don't trust myself you know no, i can't put in that time i mean by the time you get the snowsuit and the skis on i'm already i'm like i'm hungry you know yeah. like i don't anyway <laughs> anyway rest in peace natasha and sunny, and sunny bono i adore both of them they were both amazing artists and it it sucks like if skiing didn't exist they'd still be here that's all i'm saying yeah and shout out to Cher because i love Cher. Cher's so. amazing did you see she's dating a guy 40 <gasps> years younger than her queen oh my god she's 76 he's 36 <laughs> i love her so much <laughs> she is like she is the coolest person i think in the world probably that makes a lot of sense have you done a share episode yet no i think i would like to put in a request <laughs> should we do one together <laughs> that would be so fun see but i'm not like super educated i would need to do like some more like familiarity research i just like I'm obsessed with her energy. Yeah. And her appearance in Mamma Mia too. So <laughs> she's the best. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so the movie, um Falling for Christmas. Falling for Christmas. That's why literally. It's falling because she falls off a mountain. Yeah. And that's what I love about these movies is like they're simple. You know, it's not like um a murder mystery or something where you're like, what's going on here? You know, it's just people falling down, <laughs> people getting back up, falling in love, people being annoying. And um, my favorite spoiler is that the fiance ends up with the guy. I know. Oh, my God. I really hope you guys, like, watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, no. And honestly, like, who's surprised by that? I was not. I he's, was not. He's done up the whole movie. He's like... <laughs> But yeah. it's like, I don't know. It just was really nice because then she could go be with her new man and not feel guilty about breaking off her engagement like 30 minutes prior. <laughs> That's what I love about these <laughs> movies is that everyone has to end up with somebody. Yeah. Like nice. I'm surprised there wasn't like a polar bear in the background like kissing another polar bear or something. Like there's, it's always tied up with a nice little bow. It's like, it's like exists in this alternate universe where things always work out and there's just no problems. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the grandma. Let's talk about the grandma. She was the sweetest abuela. So basically what happened is the man the man's is i don't even remember his name his name in the movie was it david i cannot remember why do now. i think that it was david maybe it's Ch what's what's his name in real life i told you I yesterday he's from glee apparently. he's from the guy from glee Should oh my I just god look it, up? it really just left my brain Hold it's on. like his name starts with a c Christmas. all i can think of is chadwick boseman and it's not that it's, no <laughs> chord overstreet his name is jake isn't it cord overstreet <laughs> Yeah, probably. Chord. I don't know. <laughs> I don't freaking know. I don't know these It's people. an interesting name. Yeah. What is he? I don't even know. I only know him is. from Glee. I don't know any other he names. He is in Glee from 2007 or 2009 to 2015. He's in the middle Glee concert movie. Yeah, he's really only in Glee and like a few <laughs> other random things. So he's like adorable. Not, yeah, he's really adorable and he's really not in too much. So go support him. But anyways, so his wife passed away and that was like a huge driving plot point because, you know, he was a widow. He was still grieving that and it was really sad, but he yeah. was, you know, I think meeting Lindsay was helping him really heal. But like his mom, the grandmother, sweetest woman ever. I think it was actually the mother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. The wife's mom. And she loved Lindsay too. 
right away. I love that there was no animosity there. It wasn't like she was like, oh, my daughter was the real mother or anything no. like that. It she was, was like, you're making him happy. And yeah. he hasn't been happy in two years. Like, you you need to. She buys her a freaking dress. She buys her a Christmas That was outfit. a hot beautiful dress she she was playing matchmaker (laughs) she bought her the sexiest christmas dress i've ever seen okay and not to objectify but like Lindsay still has like the best boobs yeah did you notice i was like "Mm, girl yeah she looked really great she really did like i don't know she does she looks wonderful and she looks like kind of the same too like maybe like a little bit of like lip plump or something well here's what's interesting is that like she was gorgeous and perfect And then she aged really rapidly because of the partying and the drug addiction and stuff, which is normal. And then she started aging backwards. So I know people are like, oh, plastic surgery. And I'm sure she did get things done. But she doesn't have plastic surgery face. You know how some actresses look like that? She just looks like what you imagine the little girl from The Parent Trap would look like in her 30s. Like, it's amazing. Whatever. I feel like it's probably a blend of like, a surgeon and Lindsay's just healthier lifestyle because it can't just be one or the other. I feel like it they work together, you know? If I didn't know about her addiction and everything, like, I would have never, like, guessed by seeing her in this movie. Like, she really does look really healthy and amazing. I know. Which is so great. I love that. I feel, her. like, so invested after doing this series. It's just... I feel like I actually got emotional when I saw her with all four of her siblings on the red carpet for this premiere because I was just like, they've been through so much since they were little kids with their parents fighting and their dad being abusive and going in and out of jail and just their sister becoming so famous and then all of their business being everywhere and having a secret sibling because the dad cheated or whatever like all of that kind of stuff and the thing is what makes it so dramatic is that I'm sitting here talking about it like these are these people I don't know and I know their deepest family secrets that's messed up and yet they're thriving and they all seem really happy and I love that the mom Dina like she posts about all of them like if you follow her on Instagram it's not just like oh Lindsay you know what I mean she's always posting her grandkids and like everything and it's just so beautiful and I feel like for them to be as okay as they are and like have the whole family be able to come together and like celebrate this thing it's just so beautiful that they were able to overcome that and I'm sure they still have problems but like they're not drowning like you think somebody in that position might be you know yeah and her sister was even in the movie a little bit she is she plays like one of the assistants yeah in the hotel which Mm -hmm. is really really fun yeah and she also has she sung a song from the movie and so did Miss Lindsay she did I saw her little name pop up in the subtitles But I feel like we should talk about Lindsay's character arc from, like, heiress to grounded holiday hotel gal. hmm You know? Yeah. So it was a similar plot line to the movie Overboard. Have you seen that one? No. So my favorite actress, Goldie Hawn, is in this movie. And she plays, like, a really spoiled rich woman who lives on a yacht. And this carpenter comes to build her a closet. And she ends up going overboard. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> title. And... And she gets amnesia. Classic. And then she lives with the carpenter for a while. And she ends up becoming this very down-to-earth, sweet person. And then once she gets her memory back, she realizes that life isn't really about the yacht and the clothes and all that kind of stuff. 
So I love, like, even though some people would be like, well, they just copied this plot. I love Overboard. So I feel like the inspiration to me isn't a bad thing, especially because these type of movies are not trying to be like the next Oscar winning film or whatever. So I just really enjoy any message that revolves around that because I feel like it, it's like a cliche and you think it would be a tired message, but it's not. Like so many people don't understand that concept of it's not about the artifice and everything and I really liked that her character she was she wasn't fully like that at the beginning she wasn't like a bitch or anything she was just a little distracted like I think she had had like a privileged upbringing and she wasn't rude to people or anything that was more the fiance like I like how they separated him from her I love the scene where she's turning up the music in the car and she wants to sing Jingle Bell Rock and he's like, oh babe, like you're a little pitchy. I've had situations like that before where someone's like focusing in on something that isn't important and it's like, can I just have fun? Why do you have to be critical of me right now? And I just felt like a lot of people have that weird vibe in their relationships that's like so uncomfortable to be around and I thought they did a good job of showing that she's privileged but she's not a snot. She's not a snob. Like he was like very snotty, you know? He was really, really. And I think it was interesting too because the whole whole like beginning scene was her dad was trying to get her a job at the hotel to take care of her essentially because her mom had passed away and he felt really obligated to like take care of her and like make sure that she was you know provided for in this world but the whole opening scene was she was like I don't want this job because I want to make my own way in the world Mm -hmm. you know which I thought was really like Interesting, it, like, showed that she wasn't totally engrossed in that life. Like, she wasn't totally blindly just living the hotel life. And, I mean, if she wanted to take that job, cool. Like, she probably would have made the best of it and done amazing things with it. Mm -hmm. But she kind of wanted to, like, pave her own path, which is really cool. And, I mean, she did. Yeah. And I loved how at the end she said, well, now that you're in is booked solid you're probably gonna need somebody to help you with all of that stuff yeah and it was ironic because she was like I don't really want to work in hotels but then she like ended up working at this little inn yeah with him that was more her vibe she didn't need like the big city flashy yeah yeah I also thought it was cute too how so the daughter who is freaking adorable and has like the biggest smile on her face throughout the whole movie She, like, makes this wish at the Christmas market with Santa. And, like, that's kind of what sparks the whole, you know, there's, like, this gust of wind where, like, her wish is basically for her dad to fall in love, right? So there's this gush gust of wind and it's so funny because like it's like physical too like it's up on the mountain and the weather changes and that was the thing that springboarded the whole story to get Lindsay to meet this guy it was just like so I just thought it was so cool because it kind of gave me this um similarity to or this parallel to like kind of how the universe works too like when you really ask for something and you don't know how the heck it's gonna happen but you're just like okay like I like really want this to happen and it's like all these behind the scenes things were happening for everything to line up like Lindsay was literally about to get engaged and then everything shifted because it was just so meant to be in this other direction yeah everything was orchestrated like somehow some way like she just kept falling into the right place at the right time so she could have this, you know, genuine pure love come out of the situation, which is so cool. Like, yeah, I think that sometimes the worst things that happen to us lead to the best things. Yeah. And that's why you always have to look on the bright side and try to keep 
the faith because I used to get really frustrated when people would say everything happens for a reason. I would be like, well, then why do people get cancer and die? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I'd be like, not everything happens for a reason. But I think when people say that, they mean everything happens for a good reason. Like nothing it happens nothing, for your, like, your highest good almost. There's like a purpose to everything. And you might not understand it at the time. You might never understand it because so many, there's so many different elements of life that you don't even realize how things connect sometimes until you later, like until you get that perspective. Yeah. But I just feel like, you know, I mean, you could just say, oh, this is a silly little movie, but like the way that she, like she loses everything. Like she literally doesn't even her know identity. her own name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then she gains this whole special existence that is just so pure and sweet and – you know what also what I really related to is because I'm a business owner and I loved the boyfriend, Jake. I loved how he like genuinely wanted people to have a good time at his resort and he really wanted like he wanted to like cook the breakfast and he wanted to like make sure everybody was truly happy and I just I feel that way about my job too especially because I deal in the same universe as like Santa and stuff like that. I <laughs> I deal in magic and children and like things like that. And so I genuinely if this is anyone's first episode, I run my own company where I do character entertainment. So we do like Disney inspired princesses for parties and events and stuff. And I genuinely want every single child to be happy and every family to be happy. If somebody contacts me with an issue or or something like that, like I genuinely feel bad and I really want them to have a special experience on their birthday or whatever the event is that they'll remember forever and I've done events with Santa before like they say an elf I do know him so yeah not to brag (laughs) so I feel a connection to that just that genuine thing of like yes I'm doing this for money in a sense but like I could be doing anything for money like if I wanted money I would just go and try to work on Wall Street or something like that it's like The joy that you get when you realize that your business is actually creating magical memories for people is priceless. And I feel like he was such a pure, sweet individual that that's like genuinely what he wanted. And Mm -hmm. it ended up all coming back to him. And it had that It's a Wonderful Life ending, which yes, they totally stole that ending. But again, whatever. Um, I was still crying though. It was so good. (laughs) It was so good because it's kind of like hitting you over the head with it. But it's like a metaphor of karma. The good things that you do in life always come back to you. And I just love, like, I always cry when I see that too. And It's a Wonderful Life. When they all show up at the bank and they're all like handing the money. And and, like this movie, like it was really heavy handed when everybody was like, you know, remember when you got my car out of that ditch and you wouldn't take a dime? And remember when you let me stay at the inn for eight years free of charge? Like, here's $10 million. Like, it was very... (laughs) It was so cute. Yeah, it was adorable. (laughs) Oh my god. And I loved how sincere Lindsay was during the press conference. She was like, before I say anything, everyone go to the North Star Lodge. I have to thank Jake and his family. They took care of me. And then, of course, everybody calls and they're like is this the lodge that Sierra was staying at oh my god I have to stay there too (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny yeah I feel like his um I don't know I really yeah I really like that like you said like it's a metaphor for karma I feel like as much of a like fun lighthearted Christmas movie this was there were so many themes in it that were really Like, they were big hitter themes, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, dealing with grief, dealing with, like, letting go and moving on and, like, new love, karma, um, like, 
goodwill to others like jake taking sierra Lindsay, in like after her mm-hmm. accident and stuff just like i don't know like looking out for each other like all these things and like the universe uh everything happens for a reason thing like i don't know they really went in on these themes i think for this movie and they just kind of seamlessly interwove them together mm-hmm so yeah I grew up with my mom always saying to me if she ever like overspent on something or like if I like lost money doing something or I like I like did something good for somebody and I was but I was like stressed about it or whatever she would always say like it's gonna come back to you yeah it's gonna come back to you it's gonna come back to you yeah same that's a really good um thing to put out there so any other thoughts on falling for Christmas (sighs) I just wish I could stay at the lodge (laughs) <laughs> i know can you please i cannot stop talking about this lodge <laughs> it was the most beautiful place on earth like netflix can you set up a pop-up lodge or something like find an abandoned building and get that ready for next year because we need it yeah i i mean just watch the movie like it's so comforting it was really comforting it's like the perfect girls night christmas movie too yeah we made christmas cookies yeah. it was so fun yeah i think it was great and i'm just so happy Lindsay's back i think it was the most fun way to have her come back into the scene yes and do you know the movie that she just filmed and where what it's called irish wish Ooh, it's another romantic comedy okay yeah and she said quote i'm not going to stop doing romantic comedies oh thank god okay (laughs) the Lindsay lohan rom-com era has begun begun and so we'll be back next year to talk about irish wish here on the ashley and jessica oh my god i'm so happy honestly like we haven't gotten good like solid rom-coms in a while like since that early 2000s uh generation it's like they just they don't quite hit the mark but this hits the mark in a different way for me at least like maybe i'm just blinded by my love for Lindsay, but like i really did enjoy it no everything she does is perfect that is a fact that i read in the guinness book of world records oh that's really yeah reputable source (laughs) (laughs) okay everybody thank you so much for listening i hope everybody has the most merry christmas Merry Christmas to one and all. Thank you for having me on the show. Of course. This was so fun. Thank you for coming on the show. I feel like I want to do 10 more episodes with you now. I don't know. I'm feeling the flow, you know? This is fun. If you think that the stories we told were magical, like, we have so, oh my God, we have so many more. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We've got about 12 years of friendship here. It's like the 12 days of Christmas. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, stay tuned because I have so many amazing things coming in the new year, and I really wish everybody such a beautiful, magical holiday season. And just remember all the things that we were saying about how you can achieve your dreams and nothing is too far away, even Greece. So true. You <laughs> you are a limitless being with unlimited potential and I just hope that your Christmas is full of the most magical magic you could ever imagine. Yes. Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and Christmaka and uh Happy New Year. Happy New Year 2023. Here we go. Yay. Okay everybody, thank you again for listening and I will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Capriya Moon. That's at C-A-P-R-I-A-M-O-O-N. And follow the podcast at Ashley and Jessica cast on Instagram and at Ashley Jessica cast on Twitter. Please let me know your thoughts on the show. I would absolutely love to hear 
ashleyandjessicast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next time.